Hey everybody, this is JD from We Watch Shudder. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to take a moment to give you a heads up up front. Uh, this uh, is an episode about a movie that deals with some incredibly uh, sensitive uh, topics. Uh, it deals uh, with uh, sexual abuse uh, and uh, sexual violence uh, in, in several different ways. Um, this is a, a really sensitive thing, and if those are rough issues for you, we want to make sure you're aware of that uh, before we go uh, any further. Uh, with that in mind, here is uh, today's episode, uh, The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi, welcome to another episode of We Watch. (laughs) My name's Michelle, who's here with me. It's JD. It's JD, JD. it's always JD. Hi. Oh, man. Here's what I I love about this is... uh, uh, this recording session, uh, is, and I guess it's all going to depend on how long this particular episode takes, uh, but this recording session is actually coming in uh, about uh, a significant amount of time shorter than the first one, but has already gotten extra weird, and you should probably tell people some kind of context for anything that I just fucking said, please. We may have messed up listeners um hi Uh, we watched shutter but for spooktober we watched other things we are releasing an episode every single day but we did not record the episode every single day because that would kill us so instead we recorded these in advance and today for this week's episodes we decided to drop one for ari aster every single day of the week and uh peek behind the curtain we did do them a little bit out of order we wanted to uh-huh. save this one for last, but I think we messed up because we are in a completely different mindset gonna, than we should we're gonna be. Try, we're going to try real hard <sighs> to, because, oh man, did we, uh, did we keep the, uh, I, I am not going to say we kept the best for last, but oh shit. Uh, we kept the Ari Asterisk for last. That's for goddamn sure. That is definitely uh, what for are, goddamn sure. Uh, and we, uh, for last on this, we still got to record, uh, our episode about Bo probably tomorrow because I got to watch the movie. I promise they don't yeah. care. I promise. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've told them I every d- episode. <laughs> Michelle. Yeah. Have, have we not talked about how uh although i don't have a legitimate professional diagnosis uh i have adult friends who have received them as adults who have also made it very clear to me that there is a great respect for educated self-diagnosis of autistic tendencies in adults you at the very least know how insanely structure focused i am after doing this in every episode so far this week, did you really think I wasn't going to mention it again? 
Two comments. Number one, wow, brag about your mental illness, why don't you? <laughs> wow, we can't all be so cool as to say I'm weird for a reason. <laughs> Some of us are just stuck being weird without a diagnosis. Hey, if, if it helps, I've also uh, uh, just waiting to talk to a therapist to confirm a self-diagnosis for bipolar disorder. So, uh, and also, welcome to the bipolar and also club. A, also ADHD. So, you know, it's... it's, it's the oh, second thing, God. structure-focused. I have so many episodes that would prove that wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Anyway, this one, let's go You're ahead and get into our structure. Wrong. I know, I oh, never God. am. Uh, so we we'll are not going to do... deep centering breaths here. That's a good idea. Breathe in a circle. Breathe in a circle. That's a trick. It's, in with it's, the good air, out with the jive. Oh man, keep the jive. You may, you might need some of that jive for this episode. Um, okay, so uh, we're not doing a we spoiler-free section. We should not say jive anymore. <laughs> Isn't that a dance? Uh, well, like yeah. from the jump and jive, then you and then I jump. It's a swing song. Oh, there's probably a context I don't know, and now I'm gonna get canceled. I just like swing music. I'm sorry. Okay, it's so fine. we are in. Spoiler territory now. You're not getting a spoiler-free section because, frankly, these episodes are too short and it takes us five minutes to get to the point. Um, so we need to just get into it. Uh, and we're going to do that with The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. It's a movie from Ari Aster that came out in 2011. Ari Aster is a filmmaker. His first full-length was Hereditary. And then he also made Midsommar and Bo is Afraid. came out in 2023 based on the short film Bo from 2011. Uh, before that, he was just making short films and luckily because of the internet we have access to them so we watched all of them this week with the exception of one or two um just because one was only two minutes and come on that's that's short even for us us impatient people so the strange thing about the johnsons should i give them the story breakdown jd uh if either one of us is going to it's gonna have to be you because i i Honestly, I'm going to have a real rough time talking about this one. Holy shit. Okay. Well, the strange thing about the Johnsons, um, it is about a man named Sidney Johnson who catches his son masturbating and he does the, the good dad thing and told him it's normal and he shouldn't worry about it and everybody did it. And uh, then he has this nice moment with his son and he leaves the room and it turns out his son was masturbating to a picture of him. Fast forward to the adult years and we now realize that Sidney Johnson's son has been uh, sexually abusing him for a very, very long time. And he is the victim of this and his wife knows it and she's not doing anything about it. And the son is very overprotective of his father, um, even giving him a blowjob on his wedding. So that all happens. And then at the end, Sidney Johnson um, has written a whole memoir of what happened and he gets hit by a car. And then uh, Joan Johnson kills the son because she realizes that he has been uh, sleeping with her husband the whole time. And then she cries for a very long time and throws away uh, Sidney Johnson's book about what has happened. Cocoon Man, Confessions by Sidney Johnson. The end. Yeah, this... Uh, holy shit. Uh, uh, 
Ari, like, this is the Ari Aster that we know, right? This is the fucking bleak, just what the, like, like uncomfortable inside your skin uh, Ari Aster. Maybe this, honestly, that feeling of just, like, I felt like I needed to bathe for a couple of days after watching this. Uh, this is real fucking heavy stuff. Uh, with everything as it develops, uh, and how certain things, uh, you kind of have some suspicion, uh, but then they're slammed right in front of your face, uh, no pun intended if you've seen the film. Um, and then, uh, we, you know, it develops this feeling of, of sympathy towards the one character until you find out, uh, what is honestly, once you understand it, should have been expected and inevitable. Maybe Michelle did. I, I didn't uh, stop to consider it, but that this is like this is the first time we see Ari Aster taking a stab at generational trauma. Right. Uh, and Jesus, he uh, uh, he took a real heavy handed stab at it. This is uh, this is real bleak uh, and real heavy. But uh, I think. Uh, really respectfully done. Uh, it's uh, not something uh, that I recommend uh, just anybody go and watch. Uh, this could be uh, incredibly triggering uh, in a lot of ways uh, to a variety of people. But uh, as a portrayal uh, of uh, that level of, of of generational trauma, this was... Uh, I'm glad I've seen it, but I also never want to see it again. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Those are usually my favorite yeah. kinds of movies. Yeah, um, this, was, so this was real hard to get through. <laughs> when I originally watched all of Ari Aster's shorts um, after, fall, or after seeing Hereditary, I was surprised because I was like, wow, so many of these are dark humor, and I hadn't seen that at all in Hereditary. And I had seen Herman's Cure All Tonic, which is... Uh, you know, slightly dark humor in a way. It's kind of quirky more than anything. I had seen Basically, which is these kind of funny monologues. And I've seen The Turtle's Head, which is clearly very funny. I had also seen Bo, which does have its its funny moments and stars the guy from The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. So I had seen four somewhat funny short films. And then I watched The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. So when it starts and there's this whole like, thing of the the father catching the son masturbating I'm like oh it's gonna be like a funny sitcom kind of thing and then they show that it's a picture of the dad and I think like oh he's just gonna be like a little kid obsessed with his father and this is gonna be funny right right it's gonna no. get funny it's it's gonna be funny no. now and it completely caught me off guard I did not know that this was not going to be a dark humor and I was like wow this is dark even by my standards and it's because it yeah. is not funny um it is I I think he did something really important uh for the story he was trying to tell and that was by making it a son sexually abusing his father because right. That is a less common story than the type of stories that we usually hear. And I feel like we are desensitized to a lot of it. So to put this like almost 
something that to us sounds so like ridiculous. Like, how would that even happen? You know, like, oh, your kid is doing this. But then to show him as an adult, you know, like it, it's a lesser known aspect of that. And I think it's going to make a lot more people feel uncomfortable and feel dirty, even though it's not really a different story than what those other stories are. Somehow by putting sure. this new perspective on it, it has made it fresh and even worse in my opinion yeah well and and please do uh like like clarify for me make sure i understood here uh part of the cocoon man uh confessions uh that the father writes up uh are him confessing to abusing the son first is that not what happened here oh I did not catch that, if that was the The, case. Imp the impression I got from this is that this is something that the father initiated at a time when the son was much younger, and now it's become a, a, a situation with the roles reversed. I, I could swear, uh, because I've only seen it the one time, and I haven't been mm -hmm. able to bring myself to go back and watch it again, and I may have to... I, I'm so certain there's a moment where, and I don't even remember what the words were, but there's a line in there somewhere that the son says that very much gave me the impression that this started in the other direction uh, and then stopped. Uh, but that that is what ultimately is the backstory to why he's masturbating over the picture of his father in the first place. Uh, and how that turned around uh, and how there, you know, there's this uh, this this generational sort of spread of that uh, situation. I don't know. I, I don't remember anything uh, talking about where the father uh, would have uh, had originated his uh, his behavior. But uh, uh, man, now I may Hang on, let me have respond to, to that then, because. Yeah, go ahead. None of that is what I remember from this story. I don't recall anything about this being started by the father. And I think that's okay. why it, to me, is so much sadder, too, that nobody is going to believe this man. He's so helpless and gentle and his wife knows and does nothing. I never, I don't recall anything saying that he started this situation. It's just a gross, ugly thing that has been happening okay. to him. And then that's okay. why when the uh, the mom confronts her son, because it's definitely a confrontation, she says, why was your father crying after driving you home from prom? I think that's when the first incident happened of the father being abused. And she has no one. I agree. The whole I agree time. with that. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that, that that's the first time. It, yeah. But you uh, think it, went... it was reversed before that? Right. Well, what I think is that when this movie begins, uh, anything that did happen is already long in the past. Like, this is something that the father did to the son when the son was very, very young and planted that seed that once the son reached the age of, of when he's going to be masturbating, uh, that seed then was there, and then ultimately it came back around. Michelle, I want to propose something to you on the fly here while we're recording this because this yeah. actually becomes a real interesting uh, – uh, one of us clearly is, is going to be correct here and, and, and one is not. And I want to yeah. be 
I don't want to watch this again, but I feel like we should both pause our recording right here. Uh, uh-huh. We should take some time to go and watch this again and come back and finish this discussion when we've had a chance to do that. How would you feel about that? I'm totally fine. Reconvene in a half hour? Let's do it. I'm going okay, yeah, to throw it on right now. We're going to pause the recording. We're going to both yep. go back and watch the film again, and we're going to come back and continue this discussion. This is I really hope awesome. that I am right because this hits so much harder if I am. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's uh, well. Uh, we we can talk we'll about find that out. too. But we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm hitting well, the pause button soon. right yep. about now. Okay, we're back. Can I go first? Uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Sweet. Okay. I definitely, for sure, have an answer because I took the time to go and find what Ariaster has to say about it. But I do see what you mean about there being a portion in the manuscript. Uh, and I screenshotted it and says, what might I have done? Sent him to his room, grounded him to condemn my son. I must first condemn myself. And of the crimes perpetrated against my body, we are both guilty. Now, so to part you, of it, yeah. yep, that at least is part of it where uh, you think that he might be guilty. And I didn't think this was him saying that he has sexually abused his son in the past. I thought of this as a lot of sexual abuse victims do where they blame themselves and say, what did I do to deserve this? Okay. So that's the first one. Uh, In the sequence where uh, uh, Sydney is coming down the stairs uh, with the, uh, the other copy of the manuscript uh, and or when Isaiah rather is is coming down and uh, uh, or which one is the father? Is it Sydney or Isaiah? Isaiah is the son. Sydney is Isaiah, the father. Yeah. Sydney is coming down the stairs. So and, and, and I I did pay. There was this. I, I knew there was a very specific quote. Uh, and there's actually a couple of things I want to talk about here. Um, there's a lot of stuff in that confrontation that Isaiah says uh, that can easily have been uh, you know standard uh uh victim gaslighting uh things he says like uh but what about the things that you did uh Mm -hmm. if i've done anything you did it with me uh that sort of thing but there is a very specific line in there and the line that isaiah says is i didn't ask for this this is your thing something you started I interpreted that as when his father was openly talking to him about masturbation because he thought he was being a good dad. That is where we pick up on the story, and that is where I think this begins. Okay, so my question to you then is, why is the son masturbating to the photo of his father in the first place? I don't know if anything needs to start someone having a terrible sexual attraction to a person that they should not with like, I wouldn't say that it means that person that they are sexually attracted to had to do something to uh, cause that. Cause that would be a dangerous road. No. Um, and then there's also a moment when uh, Isaiah is is having the confrontation with his mom, uh, where she she starts out by asking him what happened, uh, 
uh, the night that they were coming home from prom, like you mentioned. But there's also a moment in there where at one point she says, it started earlier, I know that. But something about the way she delivers that line, and I would, I, I would guess it was probably in the light of already being... Uh, under the impression, just from the way I interpreted some of those lines, uh, that there this was sort of a, a generational uh, transference sort of situation. I really got the impression that what she was saying there is like, I know this didn't start with you. And so again, I might have been pushing that conclusion based on other things I'd already uh, read into some of the dialogue. But so you actually did the, the, uh, the extra research. Tell me what you found out is supposed to be going on here. Yep. Here is the direct quote now that we have debated it. In a lot of ways, the film serves as a nightmarish cautionary tale on liberal parenting, a sort of worst case scenario for a father who's granted his son too much freedom and respect. But there's also the suggestion of culpability on the father's part. So the film skips a lot of the causes and focuses primarily on the effects of an insidious inverted dynamic. Uh, so he doesn't say anything. <laughs> I think he says a lot where it doesn't matter how this started. This is what we're focusing on. Right. But he says things about like inverted dynamics. And that means that like to me, that phrase suggests this dynamic existed in one direction before, but now we're focusing on the inverted version. You know, uh, I would say it commonly, unfortunately, is a parent-to-child relationship or an adult-to-a-child relationship, and the sure. inverted dynamic is a child-to-an-adult. I uh, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm still not a hundred percent convinced. Uh, like, the, just even again, I'm sure this is fed uh, by uh, the impressions that we both took from the film, uh, and the man is very clever in the way he makes these responses. Read that yep. quote to me again. <laughs> yes. Uh, in a lot of ways, the film serves as a nightmarish cautionary tale on liberal parenting, a sort of worst case scenario for a father who's granted his son too much freedom and respect. But there's also the suggestion of culpability on the father's part. So the film that. skips a lot of the causes. Yep. And focuses the primarily film, right. on the effects of NCAA's inverted dynamic. Right. The film skips a lot of the causes. Yep. And to me... I don't I don't know. I I still read this in such a way as they're like like obviously the primary focus here is is the the uh the son abusing the father. But I I I still have a very strong impression that there might have been something previously going on here that fed into this. Uh, there's something about, and, and I don't disagree with you in, in, in your outlook on it, but there is something about the simple fact of that opening situation. There's, uh, a whole lot of deviance springs from other deviance in a lot of ways. I don't know if deviance is the word that I want to use here, but I think people understand what I'm saying. Uh, a lot of these things... You know, hurt people, hurt people, and so on and so on. And I don't know. I just, 
I reflexively, in a lot of cases, anytime I see a story about some sort of uh, of child-involved sexual impropriety, I immediately lean toward, okay, well, what happened to the... It, that that led to this what's the previous link in the chain and so on uh but well i think it's i have a second that... quote for you then oh god uh the reason he made this film we were talking talking about topics that are too taboo to be explored and so we arrived at taboos that weren't even taboos because they were so unfathomable and the most popular was that of a son molesting his father. That should never be made into a film. So it began on that level, but from there it evolved into something very different. It's the whole fact that this is unfathomable that it exists. No, that uh, well that was that was the C- again I think you're reading too much into that quote. He says that's the idea that it started from and it became so much more. I could very Here's... much see this starting from that position and developing yep. into the possibility of this being, you know, sort of uh, um, a, a more uh, a more generational or or layered situation than we may even understand. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't think there's anything in that, that, ne- and again, I'm not saying either one of us is right or wrong at this point. Can I tell I just, you my uh, final thoughts on it at least before you, you tell me whether I'm right or wrong? No. <laughs> cause yeah. Cause here's what I'm trying to say is that I see the ambiguity now of what if the, what is the history? I have seen this multiple times and had never picked up on that. To me, it was always a sexual abuse victim questioning what did they do to deserve this and it was important that that was put in here like the speech that Isaiah gives is word for word something that a boyfriend could be saying to their girlfriend in a different movie um what I will say and what I am positive of is that I wish there was no ambiguity and that this Uh was specifically no questions asked this ridiculous dynamic that is completely unheard of because I think that's why it works so well for me is that it is so shocking and upsetting because it's something that we don't see very often. Oh no, I, so I, I, I definitely agree. That like, it was like not. <laughs> I, 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 uh, uh, I do agree with you that, like I said, I feel like this is, uh, even above and beyond, you know what we've seen in in Hereditary and Midsummer, and uh, still have to see Bo is Afraid. Uh, this <laughs> is far and away, regardless of which interpretation is correct, the mm-hmm. absolute, just fucking bleakest thing he has ever done. Uh, like I, uh, I we started this whole thing talking about how I didn't want to have to watch it again, and then I ended up having to watch it again. Uh, <laughs> You're like, hey, you want to watch it again? Let's no, go do that. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just, it's so. There, there is one interesting thing that I had sort of put aside with all the the larger discussion, but something that I do want to point out that I find very interesting is a lot of the a lot of the horror moments in this are done in a very arch like 1980s sort of horror thing like when uh uh when Sydney runs out of the house and Isaiah comes charging out the doorway they have that crazy like zoom in shot where he gets the shocked look on his face 
or when he kicks through the door in the bathroom, there's that weird zoo. Like, they do a lot of very arch things. I have a third interview segment for you. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Do it. (laughs) Bring it on. Uh, I didn't bring the actual quote this time, but in that same interview, he was asked whether it was a dark comedy or a drama, and he said, why not both? He's like, there are those very comedic moments. And I think this is why after watching his other things and then seeing this, I was like, oh, this is going to be a weird, quirky thing. Ha ha ha. And it it's like his scream that he does when he's in the bathtub is so like overly dramatic. And his son screaming like beside well, his dead body is so dramatic. Also, yeah, it's uh, that, that initial uh, uh, encounter. Uh, but then... Through the simple act of switching the perspective to the mother in her bedroom and hearing it quietly through the walls, just, again, just makes your fucking skin crawl. Uh, This is, uh, uh, but again, like, this is a movie that I feel uh, does the very rare thing of being able to go to like one of the most insidious, disgusting, dark places you've ever been, um, and do it in such a way that it doesn't feel exploitational, right? It it feels like we're gonna do this, but we're going to you know we're going to to be as respectful of the of the the subject matter as we can. Um, I just man, this I. I think about the people involved in making this and like what kind of effects it might have had on them in the short term and maybe even the long term. Uh, just even having to, to go to those places. Man, this is this is heavy shit. <laughs> the son Isaiah is a friend of his who helped him create it and then played that role. Right on. Yeah, this was uh, yeah. this is a, a, a real. Uh, uh, I don't recommend that everybody watch it. If, uh, uh, in fact, I am going to put a, a, a stern content warning uh, on this particular episode before it goes up, and we'll put it in the uh, the description as well. If I didn't hold me accountable, please. Uh, but this, I think, almost more than anything we've talked about on this show, is just so heavy. And so intense. Uh, I, uh, I I don't want to watch it a third time. Let's put it that way. But despite that, despite how much we did not enjoy it, are we both giving it a five? Oh, absolutely. This is <laughs> this is this to yeah. me is because there are a lot of people uh, who uh, make movies um, where their goal obviously is to make you uncomfortable. We've talked about things like a Serbian film before and that, that sort of thing. Uh, and there are there is this philosophy that, uh, uh, you know, there are people who are like, you're not supposed to like the film. If you like, if you enjoyed anything about your experience of it, it's not genuine horror. And I, I think I've made it clear over several different episodes that I'm not that person uh, I think there there does need to be some sort of uh, something uh, I don't want to even call it a redeeming value uh, but this is a, a, a thing that 
Um, I don't ever want to see it again, but it is an incredible uh, examination of this sort of thing. And uh, if, if you are able to see it, uh, it's uh, it's almost perfect. It's really, really good. Yeah. I have to go sleep very soon. I'm going to have nightmares and not like the kind that you would normally expect me right. to have. With and you were the kind of you were and frankly I was too worried at the start of this that we were not going to be able to uh to settle down the uh uh the uh the, the silliness and uh, but oh man that one particular issue uh now I I I want to Talk to, like if I ever get the chance to ask Ari Aster one question, that's going to be my direct, flat-out question: Is were you deliberately trying to imply uh, something more layered here with a generational context, or is it strictly just one-directional abuse? Uh, and see if he gives me a straight answer or dances around it in ways that will because look at this I have to believe both of those quotes you read uh, are designed to do exactly what they did is make us both feel like they support what we said right or that they don't necessarily contradict what we said I uh, this is uh, this is something that this makes me weirdly enough even more so than the bow short that we're going to talk about tomorrow uh, I, uh, I, this has made me excited to see that because this has reminded me the most of, uh, the places Ari Aster can take you. And I'm super excited to, uh, to see the feature tomorrow. I take offense to one thing you said. What's that? And it is that I knew from the start I would be able to get us out of that silly mode because I know for a fact I have an uncanny ability to take the humor out of absolutely anything. <laughs> if you need to kill a room dead, call <laughs> Michelle. She'll yeah. take care of everything for you. I'm really good at everybody laughing then immediately stopping and being like, Michelle are you okay? Just, or like, Mich what did you say? <laughs> Michelle will just walk into the room and be like, so you guys want to spend an hour talking about child abuse movies? <laughs> and just, it's, uh, when I went on a 22-hour road trip to Albuquerque, I did explain how the Human Centipede trilogy is completely underrated to my friend who has never seen a single movie. I mean, you're wrong about that. <laughs> For a but, long time. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. I will defend Human Centipede until I die. Uh, until I die. I mean, we've all got our, our foibles. It's fine. Uh, I want Ari Aster to make the fourth one. <laughs> you want, I want to see... I, God damn it, <laughs> yeah. Michelle, yes. Now I want to see Ari Aster's The Human Centipede. I know, if it, right? If it, if, if it could be a body <laughs> horror comedy, that would be fantastic. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I'm, you know what I, I'm going to write him. Be this. like, hey. <laughs> yeah. What I love about this is I just did the math real quick. And even on this episode, we have gone longer than the short itself. <laughs> Oh, good job, us. Hey, this had a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, not good. That's not the way I want to say it. God damn it. You guys want to unpack guys, that one, Jay? You guys know what I meant. Uh, but yeah, uh, big ups to Ari Aster. We got one more to talk about tomorrow. 
It's the horror show, short bow, uh, which I think actually is the shortest of the shorts that we watched for this week, uh, but is also the uh, the big long feature movie now. And I'm looking forward to talking about that and wrapping up Ari Aster week. A little bit of sneak preview, Michelle. What is next week's theme? Do you remember? Uh, it is essentially a fan made. Uh, fan films, yeah, fan about fan, fan made franchise films, yeah, yeah. you know, like, yeah. uh, like we got a, a, a Friday the Thirteenth fan film and a Halloween fan film. We got a whole variety of stuff coming up next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. I just want to finally talk to you about Bo is Afraid. Yeah, I've that's going to be a good so time. Long. That might end up being like an hour long episode, just because we'll probably. I mean, who knows? We're going to see where it goes. It's but, gonna be uh, longer because I'm gonna be like, here's my interpretation of the film, and you're gonna be like, what? No, we have to go watch the whole film. I'm gonna be like, oh. okay, I'll do it. I came back with screenshots. Hey, I feel I like interviews. <laughs> I feel like this was a, a beautiful organic moment in the history of our podcast where we had, except it was uh, scripted. An, the whole thing an issue that was <laughs> stop it, Michelle. It was not. Just, okay, continue. Just, uh, no, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so, and it was, no, it was. I mean, I was gonna say, hmm. I gotta. It's. Uh, we should it's probably wrap one. this one up. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, to be fair, this session did end up being a longer recording session than the first one, but we also took like an extra forty minutes because uh, I had to rewatch the movie and also walk the goddamn dog. Uh, <laughs> who has been, look, let's take it back to silly and ridiculous before we wrap this up. This dog, I don't know what the fuck he ate, but he has been death farting just the most rancid, obnoxious gas directly into my face every opportunity he gets for the last two days, and I'm goddamn sick of it, Michelle. I love dogs. <laughs> I just played uh, a new board game. It's called Dog Park, and I need to recommend oh, it to I was everybody. You said your you were entire job is that you were a... farts. Oh no, it is called Dog Park, and I just need everybody to know I got it for my birthday. And you are a dog walker, and you're selecting which dogs you want to take on walks, and you're giving them treats and toys, and then you're trying to be a better dog walker than all the other dog walkers, and you're just collecting dogs. So <laughs> anyway, say good that night, like JD. Good oh, good night, JD. <laughs> We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.